0: Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. He is a veteran journalist. In fact, he is a former editor of the Business Times, our sister publication. He's here to share his analysis of the GE 2020 results. Manu Subnani joining us. Good morning, Manu. Good morning.
1: Good morning, everyone.
0: Good to have you with us. So some commentators thought the opposition would be obliterated, wiped out. They gained a GRC. Some, like SDP, wanted to gain a one-third percent of the seats to prevent a supermajority that didn't happen the PAP retains its supermajority your analysis Mano of the results were there surprises or letdowns for you
1: I would say that uh, um, I was relieved I mean that's one way of looking at it because um, I think the, the the worry the concern that, that, that there would be a wipeout of opposition was real I think when WP was highlighting that it was not uh, Something that was just, you know, they were using reverse psychology. I think it was real, and the uh, reasons were clear because uh, we 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 having this pandemic uh, and in a crisis, usually the incumbent, meaning the the governing party, would, would do better. So so you know the swing uh, in a natural sense, historically and so on to zero zero one during the September eleven episode. I mean, the swing was to the PAP. And uh, each time there's a severe economic downturn or something, there's an election, it goes. So there's a real concern. Mm. And secondly, I think the constraints of the pandemic election, meaning uh, no rallies, for example, you didn't have that noise and fury. So the the danger was real. But I think, uh, 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 of course, in today's uh, environment, we have social media, which is uh, especially among the young, very prevalent, frequently used and so on. And. I think uh, that communicated quite well, so it, it replaced the social media effect, replaced the effect of rallies and the uh, noise and fury you normally have, and so people got the messages, and I think in that sense it was effective overall, the campaign was okay, mm. and uh, and then the people decided, so, um, you know, and then of course certain issues were there. I think underlying it, the main one still is there are lots of issues, but If you really uh, look at the nub of it, I think Singaporeans for a long time uh, have clamored for diversity in parliament or, you know, different voices and some checks and balances. So, you know, it may sound like motherhood, but it's been that way that, uh, yes, PAP is good. Singapore is a small country. They've done it well. They've run it well, 55 years, but you know certain things don't go quite the way they should and there must be genuine strong voices you know coming out in parliament and balancing what is being done so so uh, the electorate is, is underlying it all the underlying all the actions is really that you know that uh, we must have a parliament which is more democratic and i think that's not bad for singapore i mean we are heading for uh, sort of a system where you know there's a significant presence of uh, alternative parties in parliament, and they are able to voice their views and so on, and hopefully that results in a, in a kind of a better outcome, you know, for the country, because ultimately it's for the country, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: The Workers Party leader, um, Pritham Singh, being recognised yes. as leader of the opposition, is this a watershed or a breakthrough for the opposition? Um,
1: uh, well, you could say it's a breakthrough for the opposition, but I would say it's a breakthrough for the country because, um, I was reading a speech by, uh, and this was highlighted in parliament in 2016 when PM Lee was, uh, introducing some amendments with the NCNP and as well as the elected presidency. And he, he, you know, and Lee Kuan Yew in 19, uh, this long, as long ago as 1984, I mean, he was saying that uh, basically he was saying that uh, the, the one-man, one-vote system is not necessarily good for uh, countries, right? And it's good, it's good mainly for countries that are very developed uh, policy, where people are educated and they know what they are doing when they vote. But other than that, he says like the, the ex-colonies uh, of the British and so on, as, as we are, uh, I mean, our history of uh, voting and all goes back only to 1955, right? Self-government. So his point was really that uh, is, is that necessarily a good system? I mean, and 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 you know, the two part, even two or three-party system. He was questioning it. Now, I'm I'm saying that uh, the fact that uh, the PM and I think the PAP recognises that uh, there should be a leader of the opposition really indicates that they 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 agree that the the uh, politics have come to a point, and the citizenry, you know, is mature enough to 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 know how to operate a, a democracy in that sense. So you don't see this and as ring
0: fencing the opposition by focusing on one leader? Um, no, no, no. I mean,
1: that, yeah, the skeptical view could be that uh, you know this is a poison. Some people have said it's a poison chalice. It's it's uh, ring fencing. Yeah, I mean rewarding Pracham and maybe trying to. Uh, swing him over to 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 a certain side, you know, to be more in in in, in sort of uh, work closer with them. But I I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, I think uh, the the WP leader. I mean, the leader. We have to give him some credit that he 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 will, he was will steer A line which is basically pro Singapore, but not necessarily totally. I mean, swinging to the ruling party side, you know. And the uh, and the Progress Singapore Party, Dr Tan Cheng has been quick to say that. Uh, we will work with the WP in Parliament, so the, today they will announce whether they will accept the two NCNp seats the non constituency MP seats
0: right.
1: uh, whether PSP will accept it and mm-hmm. I think they will, and so I think we will have twelve, which mm-hmm. is twelve i mean twelve alternate voices right in parliament, and I think they want to work together so as an opposition but uh, i would i would also I mean, move away a bit from the term opposition, I would say that it's better to say alternative party, you know, and, 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 and those alternative parties are going to provide the balance. But for want of a better term uh, in British Parliament and so on, they call it leader of the opposition. So the leader of the opposition can be leader. Actually, he, he's the leader of the largest opposition party, but he could also, in a way, uh, uh, represent the other uh, opposition parties, you know. So there, So I think... Uh, I would look at it more positively. I would say that uh, we are moving towards a two- or three-party parliament, which is not a bad thing. And uh, if we have two parties like PSP and Workers' Party, and they have openly declared that they are loyal to Singapore, they are Mm -hmm. pro-Singapore, and uh, they just... That doesn't mean that if they are against certain policies of the government that they are anti-Singapore, they are pro-lawyers, so anybody can vote them. I think the the citizenry took that message that if you vote for these parties, you are not voting against Singapore. Mm. You are a loyal Singaporean. You're just mm-hmm. voting for an alternate party. you know. Okay, I want to
0: pick up on that point of sure, incremental sure. change towards more alternative voices. PM Lee in the press conference after the election results were out in the early morning said the outcome was not as strong a mandate as he hoped for, but it is a good mandate. Was it a clear enough mandate in your eyes?
1: I think it's very clear I think it's very clear I mean we shouldn't quibble about anyone quibble. I'm not saying the PM PM is right in whatever he he looks at it but I'm just saying generally um there's nothing to quibble to me uh, uh 61% is is a very clear mandate because in most countries uh the popular vote uh, you know the the ruling party sometimes in some regions big countries they don't even have control uh it's either you know they depend on supporting parties to help them so, um, you know, 50% is the mark. Ours is a first pass the first-past-the-poll system, right? So once you get above 50%, you win. It doesn't matter if the other guy has 49%, right? So here you have 60% of the overall votes cast, I think, is quite high. And then you mm-hmm. have 83 out of 93 seats. It, it's by all means uh, a clear mandate. And not only that, actually, the PAP has got a super majority still in parliament, you know, I mean, the, we, we don't have a situation of one-third of the seats in, in, the, in the other alternate parties controlling. We don't have that. So, I would say it's very clear, it's still uh, the PAP has a mandate to, to to proceed, but uh, hopefully the, 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 the point is that the popular vote, 40% are uh, voting for alternative parties, so obviously and the PAP has said they, that they would look at uh, what caused the swing and what 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 will make the forty percent happy? Because a very important change is that now they are not saying like uh, in Sengkang that uh, you know the losing team is not saying that oh we we, we will, you know we you know we're not going to work for them or we're going to deny uh, lift upgrading or whatever mm-hmm. in the past uh, that sort of thing you know that uh, we uh, since you didn't vote for us uh, sorry we put you at the back of the list for HDB upgrading etc. I think uh, they don't use that now, which yeah. is which is a good point, a good improvement. So all the parties seem to be saying that we will serve everyone. I mean, WP says, whether you vote for us or not, we will work for you. Mm. And the PAP seems to also be saying that. So I think that's a very good way to go, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, because at the end of the day, I mean, my chief worry is a small country. You know, in the overall scheme of things in the world, uh, we may quibble here about our politics, but, you know... Uh, the overall scheme of things, Singapore uh, is insignificant in what goes on in the world, right? Like, yeah, it's, in, I mean, it's if, interesting
0: uh, that you note that both, uh, you know, the opposition and the PAP mentioned yeah. now they're going to work for everyone. So people looking yes, to the yeah. unity of the country moving forward. So yeah. in that, on that vein, is this a watershed election? In that, will anything have to change after this campaign? Governance style, for example, Manu?
1: Yes, yes. That's a very important point, Michelle. You're absolutely right on the governance thing. I, I mean, the hope is there because sometimes they have to walk the talk, right? So what the government so far is saying, like uh, they haven't used the word governance that we will change, but what they seem to be saying is we will uh, do some soul-searching, right? And uh, I mean, that to me, that sounds like I hope that they are going to change the style. They have changed in the past. It's not that they haven't changed, but uh, certain... Uh, actions in the last five years like the amendment to the you know the presidential election scheme and so on um and i think the the long uh, saga over the AHTC uh town council matter and so on um maybe now going forward i think you know these things of course it's up to the judiciary to resolve it the a h t c the Aukang uh, town council Aukang uh, aljunit Aukang town council matter but I think these are vexatious, vexatious issues that I hope that, you know, the the, the parties will not, uh, you know, go at loggerheads on this and they will let the judicial system resolve them. And, you know, we emerge uh, to focus actually on the problems that Singapore now faces uh, in terms of the pandemic because the problems are very deep, you know, very mm, difficult. Yeah, very yes. difficult to overcome. Like our whole tourism sector is totally dead. Mm-hmm. And there is no clear solution until a vaccine is found. I mean, how are you going to revive that free-flowing tourism, groups and so on? You know, uh, mice. You know, mice, which is the conventions, yep. exhibitions, and all. How are you going to do that? You Still know?
0: big, big so problems need, ahead. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, yeah. We need solutions. So Workers Party has said we'll work. So I think giving the leader of the opposition position to Mr. Pritam Singh is really to say like, okay, we're giving you resources. That's the important part. I mean, they gave, which means that. There will be a budget, I presume, you know, allowance for him as well as allowance to do things. And I think that will put the WP on a stronger footing to look at policies and to offer more sort of well-researched Mm. Uh, thoughts and ideas, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and they serve constituencies first, so people will be looking at the mechanisms that they have to run town councils effectively or run the constituency effectively as well.
1: Yes, yes. Well, I think WP has learned its lesson from the Aljunied uh, difficulties on the town council. That was the first one. They got the GRC, and and uh, we all know the history of that. I mean, it was difficult for them to run it, and they also then they consequently made some uh, errors in how they, you know. Uh, engage people and so mm-hmm. on to help them on the town council so i think uh, you know they've learned from that and uh, they I, I i think they they have a greater confidence in in handling the Sengkang town council because aljunied itself the finances seem to be okay now you know so they they that they, they, so that's a good thing i think they can run it and uh, once they have that skill, then they can focus more on national policies,
0: you know. All right. National policies, uh, the business yeah. community is uh, seems to be upbeat. Business groups, uh, you know, remaining confident in stability and continuity largely. But there are economists who say there could be pressures for the PAP to tighten rules on the supply of foreign labor, especially foreign professionals, managers, executives and technicians. What do you think are the implications of Singapore's elections from a business angle?
1: Well, first, on, on the big picture side, I think in terms of confidence, will the foreign direct investment FDI be affected or will, you know, you know the businessman uh, level of confidence uh, drop and so on? I, I don't think so. I think that's a clear no. I mean, this kind of result, uh, 83 out of 93, still continuity of policies and so on is there. So it should not be an issue, right? But in terms of uh, when you get into the nitty gritty, you say uh, uh, would they uh, adopt a more tighter approach to recruiting foreigners? I think that that's uh, going to happen whether we say it or not because simply because the economy is slowing down, it's negative, right? You have to give priority to Singaporeans. I mean, so uh, when there's no growth, you know, why why do you need to bring in more foreigners? I mean, you can you can you, there will be some foreigners who will come in and they are needed. These are specialist roles like. For example, in the IT, on the uh, high side of IT, the certain skills like cyber security, etc. I mean, you may need foreigners because it, they, they, they are not to be found locally. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think uh, they will they will just be checking more carefully. And there's already a uh, unspoken uh, tightening that way. I'm sure you know of uh, recruiting whether it's uh, low end construction workers or high end employment paths. I think it has to be tightened because the economy is not growing. So you need to first. Uh, make sure that the citizens have got jobs right and retrain them to take on those jobs that are still available so that's a clear yeah so i think business-wise it's going to be a tough environment so uh, accordingly uh, the policies have to be adjusted but generally there's stability continuity
0: Appreciate your time. Good talking to you. Manu Sabnani there, veteran journalist, former editor of the Business Times and owner of Raflesia Holdings, a Singapore-based media and financial consultancy. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.